From a father's heart a baby came From a royal throne to grief and shame God's heart divine seeking for mine Love reached out to me Love reached out, God came near, crossed each boundary, calmed each fear, reaching to earth through humble birth, love reached out to me. a darkened world a light was born to my blinded eyes a brand new morn lost in my sin running from him love reached out to me love reached out God came near, crossed each boundary, calmed each fear, reaching to earth through humble birth, love reached out to me. Rugged hill to Calvary, on a rugged cross to set me free. His life for mine, all oh, grace divine, love reached out to me. out. God came near, crossed each boundary, calmed each fear, reaching to earth through humble birth. Love reached out to Merry Christmas. We'll all stand together. We'll do some singing together here. Hymn 105, 105, O Come All Ye Faithful. See all three verses here. It's a beautiful Christmas morning.
some Christmas greetings uh, here uh, this morning, and uh, a few by cards, and at least one, maybe more, by vi via video here in just a moment, all right? We'll see if the technology does not let us down. Um, okay, can't read that one. All right. Uh, dear friends at Clinton Baptist, yes, we hope you have a wonderful time celebrating Christ's birth together as a church body and with your individual families. We're so grateful for your partnership with us here at GMSA. We pray that the coming new year will be filled with God's rich blessing in your life. Love, Devin, Katie, uh, Abby, Thea, and um, uh, yes, the Ravens, the Ravens, all right? Okay. Dear Pastor Philbrick and Clinton Baptist family, thank you for your prayer and financial support. While we miss uh, the kids, we are so happy to be back in Chile serving in the camp ministry. We are thankful for the many improvements at camp, making life easier for, for everyone. The kitchen's now bright and cheery, easy to maintain, and we're looking forward to a good summer of camp in January, February, uh, which is summer down there. We would like to wish uh, you all a Merry Christmas and a very blessed New Year. Serving him, Dan and Becca, Becca of Ballet. Uh, we ready with a greeting out there? All right, this is, a, this is a, a Christmas greeting from Papua New Guinea, all right? 
All right, good morning, Clinton Baptist Church. We are just here getting ready to start our Sunday service, and we've got our little Christmas play of the Nativity. Uh, just get ready to do that, and then preach salvation. Uh, so Merry Christmas to you guys from Papua New Guinea, and we've got here uh, some of our church members from Kumiani Baptist Church. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! So we're just enjoying the Sunday. We'll have a nice play, get to preach, hopefully have a good report from that. Merry Christmas, guys! That was great. So uh, I think they're about they're about ten hours difference uh, from us. So that was actually from last night our time. They sent that, that that out to us here. So that was real nice. And I think we have a greeting from Zambia as well. We'll show that a little a uh, little later here. Maybe after uh, after George uh, uh, comes. And uh, ask uh, George uh, just to lead us in, in, a, in a word of prayer. Uh, this morning I appreciate George a lot. He's he, he's a great example to me as a, as a man of God. And uh, he does a lot here in the church, just, just behind the scenes, just serves in many capacities. Appreciate him. If you come, uh, George, I appreciate it. Merry Christmas. Good morning. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And he shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Let's pray. Our Lord, we are very, very happy that this birth came forth as we celebrate it today, Father. It's hard to imagine that in that little body was the everlasting Father, the mighty God, the Prince of Peace. And moreover, Colossians tells us that in him was the fullness of the Godhead bodily. We especially are thankful for that birth because without his birth, there would have been no cross Without the cross, there would have been no salvation. And without salvation, we would have been, as men, most miserable, with no hope. Be with Pastor today as he preaches your word. And as he preaches your word, what authority may we give you our undivided attention. For today, as we celebrate his birth, we are celebrating our redemption, the birth of our redemption. We thank you for that, Father. So as we enjoy our times with our families, our loved ones, and open our gifts, may we never forget the most wonderful gift of all. May we be here today out of a heart wanting to worship you and exalt you. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, we're going to have the, uh, the Van Wicks come and sing in just a moment here, but I just want to show, uh, um, I received two other, these are very short clips, but they're from Zambia, and uh, which is a little close to our heart right now because we're preparing, 11 of us from our church, preparing to take a trip to Zambia at the end of March, and we have uh, we have a couple of missionaries uh, that we support in Zambia, and one is Brother Beeman. Um, one of our missionaries in Zambia is kind of a city slicker. And that's my cousin, uh, uh, Phil. You know, he's, uh, he works more in the city areas, and, and, and he's, a, uh, he's a great missionary. The Lord has used him a lot over there. Uh, Brother Beeman, he's out in the bush. You know, sometimes he'll send us an update. He'll be out there in his Range Rover or something on the safari, you know, headed somewhere. And, uh, and so he, he has started, uh, uh, the Lord has used him to start at least two different churches there. 
and he just sent very brief greetings from each of those uh, churches. I, I, I thought they were great, so we'll show those real quick. And then uh, if you guys would come. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. No man hath seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, he hath declared him. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. In search of a child, they traveled so Holy and lowly will find 
Go ahead and grab your hymn books. We'll do some more singing together here this morning. Another one of the great Christmas classics, 106. 106. Once you get to go ahead and stand with me. Sing, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. By highest heaven adored, Christ the everlasting Lord. Held in flesh the Godhead see, held the incarnate deity, places man with man to dwell. Jesus, our Emmanuel, art the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn King. Hail the heaven Prince of Peace, hail the Son of Righteousness, second birth, heart the herald angel sing, glory to the newborn King. Now turn over to hymn 52. 52 will conclude this portion of singing here this morning. To God be the glory. She's in the first line. To God be the glory. Great things he had done. So loved he the world that he gave us his son. To God be the glory, great things he had done. So loved he the world that he gave us his Son. To heal that his life and atonement for sin. And open the life gate that all may go in. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Let the earth hear his voice. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Let the people rejoice. Oh, come to the Father through Jesus the Son. Redemption, the purchase of blood to every believer. 
remember the promise of God, the vilest offender who truly believes this moment from Jesus a pardon receives. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the earth hear his voice. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the people rejoice. To the Father through Jesus the Son and give him the glory, great things he had done, great things he had taught us, great things he had done, and great heart rejoicing through Jesus the Son, but purer and higher and greater will be. Our wonder, our transport, when Jesus we see. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the earth hear his voice. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the people rejoice. Oh, come to the Father through Jesus the Son, and give him the glory, great things he Praise the Lord. You may be seated. What child is this? Who lay to rest on Mary's lap is sleeping, whom angels greet with anthems sweet, as shepherds watch our keeping. This this is Christ the King, whom shepherds guard and angels sing. Haste, haste to bring him, Lord, the babe, the son of Mary. Why lies he in such mean estate, where ox and ass are feeding? Good Christian fear, for sinners hear, the silent word is pleading. Nail spear will pierce him through, the cross be borne for me, for you. Hail, hail the Word made flesh, the babe, the Son of Mary. 
bring him incense, gold and myrrh, come peasant and king to own him. The King of kings salvation brings. Let loving hearts enthrone him. Raise, raise the song on high. The virgin sings her lullaby. Joy, joy for Christ is born. The babe, the son of Mary. Take our Bibles and go to Matthew chapter 2. Matthew chapter 2. Matthew chapter 2. We're going to start right at the beginning of the chapter there. Next Sunday, the, the schedule will be similar uh, to this Sunday. We will be running the bus uh, for the kids, uh, and we'll have a kids' church that day. Uh, but other than that, uh, it'll just be the 11 o'clock uh, service, and um, we'll have baptism. We'll have a baptism uh, uh, next week, uh, so that's always a, a wonderful time. And uh, if you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you've been, been born again, uh, salvation by grace through faith, and you've never been baptized... Uh, that could be an opportunity. Um, think of it, uh, that would be a great way to, uh, uh, to start at uh, 2023, which is a step of obedience and identifying with the Lord Jesus Christ. So if you've never been baptized as a believer and you uh, would like to uh, be baptized next Sunday, you can see me uh, about that, but we will um, be having the, uh, the service here at 11 a.m. next week. Matthew chapter 2, Matthew chapter 2. It says in verse 1, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come uh, to worship him. Lord, help us now as we look at your word. Thank you for each person who is here, Lord. May they receive a special blessing and help uh, from your uh, word at this time. We pray, I pray that you use me as only you can. In Jesus' name, amen. It is interesting to me that, uh, you know, Jesus Christ manifested himself especially uh, to two groups of people in, in those early days, uh, one being the shepherds, right? And uh, the shepherds, uh, of course, you know, they were just, I think, emblematic of just everyday people, everyday uh, working uh, people and uh, the common people who would just uh, be looking for, uh, for purpose and, and, and meaning um, in life you know, through the busyness of what their duties were. And uh, we can identify with, with the shepherds, you know, just, uh, um, you know, just, just normal people. Just, they're walking here on earth. And, and, uh, and the Lord, uh, I think, was saying to us, look, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to be um, royalty uh, to, uh, uh, you know, to recognize me. 
In fact, uh, royalty, to a large degree, missed it. And we're going to see that in just a moment. And you don't have to be, you know, of the religious elite to, uh, to, to, uh, to spend time in my presence. In fact, uh, you know, we're going to see uh, here also in the context that um, the so-called religious ones of that day, um, they knew about it, but they didn't really, uh, you know, let it impact them personally very much. And, uh, and so you had the shepherds, and then you had these uh, so-called uh, wise men here, these wise men. And... Uh, you know, I call them the, 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 uh, the shepherds and, and the stargazers. Uh, they, were, they, were, they were students of, of the stars. They were, also, they were also pursuers of knowledge. And, um, you know, sometimes when people pursue knowledge, it doesn't do them a whole lot of good. They just get prideful in their knowledge. Uh, sometimes uh, pursuers of knowledge and uh, the ones that prop themselves up as the, as the ones that have great knowledge, you know, sometimes they just use that for their own purposes. Uh, sometimes um, they're imposters of truth. And, uh, and sometimes they do everything except point people to God, right? Um, but then there are, there are some, and I'll call them, you know, the, the, uh, the, the shepherds and, and the, the seekers. The seekers. Uh, because I believe these men here, they were seekers. Uh, the, the wise men, the, the, the so-called magi, they were also students of ancient manuscripts. And, uh, and, and, and to me, it seems like these men had, had gotten a hold of some of the ancient manuscripts of, of God's Word, and they'd, some, they'd seen some interesting things in there. And, and God you know, took the truth of His Word and kind of brought it into to their context, brought it into what they were interested in, and, and, and said, you know, um, I'm, I'm going I'm to lead you to myself. I'm going to lead you to truth. I'm going I'm I'm to take the light that you have as you acknowledge that light, and, and I'm going to, uh, to, to lead you to, uh, to, to an acknowledgement of me and uh, into my presence and for me to be meaningful in your life. And so, well, I, I think of us here today. Uh, probably, I mean, for the most of us, you know, we're not a highfalutin crowd here at Clinton Baptist Church. You know, we're just kind of just normal people that are just trying to, to learn how to, to serve God better in our lives, right? We're just, we're just simple folk, uh, hardworking folk, you know. Uh, we only have two or three million, million, millionaires uh, here in our church uh, that I know of. And uh, I'm one of them, and I think there's a couple of others. And, uh, you know, you know uh, high-rolling preachers, right? But, uh, you know, we're just, we're just, you know, we're simple people that... that are just looking for what life is all about. And as we, as we grow in our relationship with the Lord, what do we do? We come together here to team up to make a difference for Him, right? And, uh, and then I would say, if you're here uh, today, you know, uh, you're, you're a seeker. You're a seeker. You're looking for more. Uh, you're looking for what God has for you today. And, uh, and that's what these, uh, these wise men uh, were here. Um, it says there, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king. Now, Herod is called the king here. You know what else Herod was called? Uh, his nickname was Herod the, the Great. Herod the Great. And yes, I mean, humanly speaking, he, he was great. Um, he, he, was, he was one of the, uh, the, the greatest rulers that, that Rome has, has ever had. He was a builder, um, an administrator. In other uh, ways, uh, uh, great in politics and, and cruelty. Um, he was wealthy, politically gifted, intensely loyal. 
an excellent administrator and clever enough to remain in the good graces of successive Roman emperors. He was a proxy, I, wouldn't say, I shouldn't say a ruler of Rome, he was a proxy of Rome in that region of, of Judea. And, uh, and so uh, he, was a, he was a great man, humanly speaking, but he was also a very paranoid man. And uh, there was a saying about him that you would be better off being his pig than his son. And that was, that was, that was in writing. It was, it was something that people said, and it was a play on words because the word for pig and son uh, in, in that language were very similar. And the, the idea was that he, if, he, if he felt threatened by one of his sons, he would take him out. That's the kind of, that's, that's the kind of uh, a man that he was. So he was great, but yet he was great of his own devices, and he was trying to be great to, to preserve you know, his earthly kingdom. And we'll talk a little more about that uh, as we go on. But it says here, um, in, in the days of Herod the king, and it is interesting, you know, that, uh, that Jesus has this humble beginning, and there's an earthly ruler that seems great and that seems powerful and that seems, that seems to be the most influential one in that area at that time. But it, when you look at it, his influence ended up being minute, right? His influence didn't end up holding a whole lot of water in the end. His influence ended up just being a fleeting and a flash in the pan compared to what we see here, even though in such humble beginnings, uh, the birth of, of Jesus. And so they weren't coming to see Herod the Great, these wise men, right? They were coming some, to see something which they perceived potentially to be much greater. And, uh, well, there was a whole lot of wisdom right there, right? Uh, there's a saying, you know, and it's become somewhat cliche, uh, that, that wise men still seek him. And uh, well, I guess that's true, right? Because if you're here seeking to know more about God and to, uh, to further your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ this morning, you are wise. <laughs> you realize that, you know, you could, you could be pursuing all kinds of things in this world that could give you momentary satisfaction. They could, they could lead you uh, to, to something that seems great for a time here on earth. But we realize that when we seek Jesus... When we pursue our relationship with the, with the Lord Jesus Christ, that is, a, that is of utmost wisdom. That is the wisest thing that you could, uh, that you could pursue. And so in the, it was in the, in the days, though, humanly speaking, the, uh, um, uh, the political uh, days of Herod the king. And it says, Behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem. They came to Jerusalem. And uh, it seems as though, you know, they're were, they were probably thinking, surely this anointed one, this king of the Jews, this, this Messiah, this deliverer, would be found in the capital city. Surely the, the, the prince of peace would be found in the, in the city of peace. But that wasn't the prophecy, right? And, uh, and, 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 you know, they're probably thinking, well, you know, here are the, are the rulers. Uh, here are the ones that would want to, if, if, this, if, if this is going to be a mighty uh, uh, ruler, uh, if he indeed is going to be wonderful, you know, if he's going to be counselor, if he's going to be everlasting, surely the rulers of this place would want to align themselves with him. And so they went to, uh, uh, to Jerusalem um, initially. And, uh, and, they, and they said here, uh, saying, where is he that is born the king of the Jews. For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. I like how, how they say here, we have seen his star. And uh, we're not sure exactly what this star was. Whatever it was, 
It was significant, isn't it, as, as we mentioned before, that God met them in their setting. I think of people's personal testimony. And, you know, in a, in a, in a crowd this size, I mean, this isn't a huge crowd here this morning, uh, but it's a good-sized crowd. And each one of you has a personal testimony as to how God reached into your life to draw you to himself. Don't you? That's a wonderful thing. I mean, God knew where you were. He knew who you were. And he knew just where to meet you and to bring truth to you in a way that would resonate with your heart. And I love uh, hearing how God does that in people's lives in so many unique and, and personal ways. And here with these wise men, and by the way, we don't know how many there were. We, we, some people assume because there was three gifts, which we'll talk about here in a little bit, you know, that there was three of them. But that, that's not to say that there, there was three of them. There might have been, there might have been more. Uh, there was at least two, right? And, uh, and so... Um, but uh, God, God had reached into their interest and, and into their world and had brought truth to bear that would lead them to, to, uh, uh, to his goodness. And I think of people you know, you know, today that are interested in all, all kinds of different fields of knowledge. And whatever field of knowledge that we're interested in, if we look closely, you know, God's handiwork is all over that. Right? Whatever it is that man's interested in and, and, and man you know, seeks to further their genius in whatever field that is. You know, when we slow down and we think of it, we think, you know, there's creative aspects of something that's higher than us, you know, all through this. And uh, these men, they studied the stars. And they came to see, you know, well, the, what does the Bible say? Well, you know, the heavens declare the glory of God, right? And, uh, and, and, and his handiwork is made manifest uh, uh, through those things. And, and so they're, they're seeing God there. And, and then, and then uh, God, God is leading them through this particular star. And it is interesting. And in, in, uh, if you want to see some, some prophecy, you can jot this one down. Look at it later. Um, uh, Isaiah 60, verses 1 to 6, seems to be maybe one of the passages that they might have looked at and even gotten the idea there because it, lists, it, it prophesies a couple of gifts that would be given uh, to, to the anointed one. And uh, one of them is, uh, uh, one of them is uh, uh, gold, and one is incense. It's, it speaks of there in, in Isaiah chapter uh, 60. And it also speaks of light uh, that would lead. And so um, it, speaks, we, it says, we have seen his star. They didn't just see, see a star, but they equated it with, you know, this was, is the star of this king of the Jews. It's his star. They're all his stars, right? And, uh, and so they followed that. And somehow that guided uh, these, uh, these uh, uh, students um, of astronomy. And, uh, and so um, it says, we have come to worship him. We have come to worship him. Numbers 24, 17 says, a star shall come out of Jacob, a scepter shall rise out of Israel. And uh, this was, was widely regarded by ancient Jewish scholars as a messianic uh, uh, prediction. We have come to worship him. And the wise men uh, came first to, to, to Jerusalem, assuming that they'd find others that wanted to worship this, uh, this uh, uh, newborn uh, king as well. But, uh, you know, they couldn't really find anybody that was really all that aware or all that excited about it there. It's interesting, you know, in the hustle and bustle activity of, of mankind. It seems like the places where men are more busy or the most busy doing human activity, the less you'll find of enthusiasm for Lord Jesus Christ many times. And, uh, and, and so it was at that time 
um, in Jerusalem. And, and so um, we've come to worship him, though. And, 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 and we're going to find him, and we're going to worship him. And I think about their persistence in that regard. Um, from all accounts, they would have, they would have seen this, this star and followed its leading you know, from, for, for a while, for quite, quite a journey. And, uh, and there, was, there, was, there, was some, there was some persistence, there was some, some initiative, there was some purposefulness, there, there, was, there was some intention to follow after God. The Bible says that, right? Seek me, and you will find me. And, and seekers are still rewarded today. You know, people, I believe that, that what the Bible teaches, and I've seen this to be true so many times, that when, that when a seeker pursues God, God manifests himself to them. You know, God, God doesn't want to hide himself from, from mankind. He, he became flesh and dwelt among us. He gave us truth. He preserved truth for us for today. And when we seek him, he will reward that. He says he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And sometimes, you know, we might be thinking, ah, it'd be kind of neat to sometimes, you know, to seek God a little bit and pursue him. Uh, but, you know, the Bible says if we're diligent about that, God will reward that. You say, well, how will he reward me? Well, in a way that nothing else can reward you. We'll see, we'll see how he rewarded uh, um, these wise men uh, a little further in the, into the passage. Let's look at verse 3 here. It says, When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled in all of Jerusalem with him. Now, do you see here that a man of power, if, they're not see, if they don't see their power as given to them from God, they will be threatened and they will be troubled when they hear of other power. Right? I mean, if, if you look at it, look, God, God's the one that, that gives me my life. God's the one that gives me my position. God's the one that gives me my, my opportunity to serve him. You know, and I'll just do that for as long as he gives it to me as an offering unto him. What can trouble that? Nothing can really trouble that, right? And, and look, if, if, we, if we get... If God, you know, moves us over here, moves us over there, puts us in this capacity, however he wants to do it, I'm not troubled because it's all about him. And, uh, you know, sometimes people are looking at it, well, you know, they're, they're not doing that anymore and someone took their place and, you know, maybe they should be taking, um, you know, offense to that. Hey, look, if we're serving and following the Lord, wherever he wants to lead us, however he wants to do us, we're not troubled. Our heart just continues to be towards him. But when you have a man who is, is so-called so self-built and they're preserving their own position and they're fighting for their own rights and for their own aspirations, that person will perpetually feel threatened and troubled in their life. And there'll be a lack of security there. I mean, you would think this the most powerful man here in Judea. He's got it all. He's got wealth. He's got power. He's got you know, people doing whatever he wants at his beckoning command. But here he hears, hmm, there's, there's a... There's a king of the Jews another, on, the, on the rise here. What's going on here? And he's troubled uh, by this word. And, and so um, it says there uh, that when Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled in all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered, look who he gathers here, the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. So he gets these religious leaders together, not to, to learn really from them, not to you know, pursue God, not to be a seeker himself, 
But he, he makes a demand on them. You, you guys tell me right now where this so-called king of the Jews is going to be born, where he's going to be. And I demand that you give me that information right now. You give me that intelligence right now. <laughs> because I'll, I'll, I'll put a hit out on him. Now, you think I'm being sensational reading between the lines, but you know what happens eventually, right? I mean, this, this, this loony here, he, he, he ends up killing all the babies. I mean, think about this. We read about it, and it's like, wow. He, he, kill, he kills all the babies two years old and younger so as to try to, get, to take one out. That's how crazy this guy was. This is how, you know, how, how uh, um, messed up he was in his self-centeredness. And I'll tell you, self-centeredness does crazy things to people. I mean, it takes them to places that you, you know, you'd think no one would ever go. And, uh, and so the, here is, is Herod, he's making these demands of these religious leaders. Now, they knew some things, didn't they? Look at this here. It says, um, and he had gathered them together. He demanded where Christ should be born. And it's, it's not that they didn't know. They said unto him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophets. Now, these guys knew the Bible. <laughs> they knew what the prophets said. They were learned religious people. And they could spew the information back, right? I mean, you know, it kind of reminds me, like, you know, I mean, like, like me, I'm a second, I'm a third generation Christian. And I've grown up, you know, my whole life I was around Christian things. You know, I went to a Christian school. I heard preaching. My dad's a pastor. You know, and I could, I could give you all the truths. I could regurgitate it all. <laughs> you know, if I, if I was in this setting, I could say all the right things. And even, you know, give you some, uh, uh, some chapter and verse at times. But it wasn't until that personally impacted my heart that it really meant something. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, these guys had the head knowledge but they were totally passive about what it really meant to them at that time. You see no passion here of personal pursuit when it comes to, uh, to, to what this, this, this knowledge and what the potential of it. Jesus has come? The Messiah is here? Hey, we should look into this here. We should find out, you know, if this is true. I mean, if this is true, this means everything. Not only to us as a people, but to me personally. Instead, now they can just rattle off the truth. It's just academic, you know, it's just academic stuff, yeah. Um, this is what the Bible says. And, uh, and, and so, what does it say there? It says in verse 5, And they said unto him in Bethlehem, or Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet. And thou Bethlehem, this is from Micah 5, verse 2, Thou Bethlehem in the, in the land of Judah art uh, not the least among the princes of Judah, for of thee shall come a government and uh, a governor and shall rule my people, uh, Israel. Then Herod, when he had privily called uh, the wise men, inquired them diligently what time uh, the star appeared. And so these, uh, um, these, 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 these religious leaders, uh, they, they, they give these truths. But you know, a wise man is not merely a man who knows what the scripture says and what it means. And these scribes and high priests understood the meaning of Micah 5.2. Yet they refused to act upon it when it was fulfilled. They had no personal response to it. And, you know, 
it would have been better off, I think, uh, it would have been better off getting the intelligence from the shepherds than from these religious leaders at this point. Because the shepherds, they would have told them, right? They would have told them what it was all about. They would have said, yeah, you know, we went there and we saw who Jesus was. And when we uh, were identified with Jesus, you know, we heard, we heard the angels proclaiming the truth of it. And, uh, and we went and we were touched personally by who Jesus was. It would have been better off to get, to get the information from them than these cold religious leaders with no personal, uh, with no, no personal relationship uh, with the Lord. And, uh, and so I want us to think about this in just the, the next few minutes here. What did the wise men receive? What blessing did they receive from their pursuit? He is a rewarder of those, what does the Bible say, who diligently seek him. And so what did they, uh, did they receive? Well, first of all, we know that they received, they received, uh, they received light. They received light. And, uh, and, 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 and Herod says, you know, what, what, when does the star appear? Now, he's not looking for light himself. He's trying to draw off the light that someone else has gotten. And, and even then, he's doing it for, for, for the wrong purposes. But you know, these wise men, they had received light from God. And the Bible says in John chapter 1 that, that God gives light to every individual. God gives light to everybody. The question is, what do we do with those light? Do you know if Herod, if he had, if he had responded to light himself in, in a heartfelt, humble way, that he could have met Jesus in a personal way as well? But he didn't. He didn't respond to the light that was given to him in a heartfelt, personal way. And, and so what was given? Well, what was the reward that was given to, to these seekers? Well, they, they were given light. They were given light. And God will give you light. You say, well, you know, that's not really the type of reward I'm looking for. I'm looking for, I mean, you know, hey, thinking of Christmas here, you know, what may, might be on my material Christmas list or what I wanted. Uh, I, I know what I want. I want just one car that doesn't have a light that comes on for maintenance on the dash. That's what I want for Christmas. And uh, I don't think I've ever had one of those. But, uh, you know, so uh, speaking of light, right? But, you know, we could come up with all kinds of things that we might say, you know, this is what I want as a reward. But is there any greater reward that God could give a seeker than to give them light? To give them the truth of what it's all about. And so they followed what light they had. And what did God do? Well, he gave them more light. Look at verse 8. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when you have found him, uh, uh, bring me word again that I may come and worship him. Now, he's a liar. This is Herod speaking. And when they had heard the king, they departed. And what does it say here? And lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them, and it came and stood over the young, uh, where the young child was. What did the light ultimately lead, lead, lead them to? The light ultimately led them to the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's why God's given you light today. That's why God's given you light. He has given you an opportunity to come into closer relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And so I would say the second thing is just that. He gave them light and he gave them the Lord. He gave them the Lord. Uh, they came through that light. They came to Jesus Christ. And, you know, that's the greatest need of mankind. The greatest need of mankind is for them to be connected to the Lord. So many people are trying to somehow get through life 
You know, somehow find a way to navigate this life without any association with their creator. What a tragic thing. God's giving that little bit of light. And he's saying, hey, would you, would you follow this light that will lead you to knowing more about me? To you finding what life is all about because you're connected to the Lord? To come into the presence of the one that gave you life to begin with? And uh, you say, well, what was the reward? I mean, yeah, there were seekers here. What did they get out of it? It seems like it just cost them a whole lot, you know? Well, um, it did cost them quite a bit. But do you think that they would ever have exchanged the time that it took them to pursue this and the things that they ultimately placed at, at, at Jesus' uh, um, feet there? Do you think they would ever have traded those material things for what they gained in the light from the Lord? In, 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 in his very presence? No way. No way. And, and those of you who have experienced that, you, you, can, you can resonate with that. You feel the same way, don't you? And so it says there uh, that uh, they came into to his presence. And so he gave them light, he gave them the Lord, and he gave them leading. He led in their lives. It says, when they had heard of the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over the young child. You know, there's nothing that you can put more value on, really, in this life than to know that God is leading in your life. That you're following God's leading in your life. That gives so much security. I mean, look, life is full of twists and turns. Unexpected things. Life does not offer, humanly speaking, a road map with all of the, the, uh, you know, the perils that we can see ahead of time. But it certainly does give us the navigational uh, direction of the Lord's leading through it all. And uh, you know that word that, that just goes and, and, and illuminates our, our path. It's, the, it's that lamp that we need uh, to, to our feet and, and the direction that we need uh, before us. And you know... If you've experienced the Lord's leading in your life, you won't trade that for anything. Look back on those times. What would you say that you would take as a reward other than the leading of the Lord in your life? And you say, well, you know, sometimes I'll tell you I would have chosen a different direction. Well, would it have been better for you? Would it have truly led you closer to the Lord if you had chosen it your way? God's leading will always be conducive to light and life, and it'll always lead you closer to His heart and into a deeper relationship with Him. And that's the greatest thing that we could ever have. And so, um, the, the, the leading, and it says there, and when they saw the star, verse 10, and when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great Joy. Now we sing, you know, at Christmas time, joy to the world. And we talk about joy. And the Bible has a lot to say about rejoicing. But you know, I think what these, what these wise men found this day was a joy that was lasting. I think they found lasting joy. Because forever after this, they would know what it was to be in the presence of the Lord. Forever after this, they would be able to proceed in their life according to the light of God's word. Forever after this, they would say, you know, I want to follow God's leading in my life because there's nothing like me following God's leading. Now look, sometimes when we're following God's leading, I mean, it might take a while to seemingly to get somewhere. 
It might be, man, I've been following this for a while. It doesn't seem like it's getting anywhere. You know, here I am. I'm in Jerusalem. I'm trying to find out what this is all about. Is there anybody who can even help me see what this, what's really happening here? But man, when we follow God's leading and we get to the destinations He wants us to be in, there's blessings there that nothing else can replace. That nothing else uh, can replace. And, uh, and blessings that, that, that truly do bring lasting joy. That aren't just based upon what we can get for the moment. Hey, what was Herod looking for? He was looking for the joy that he could maintain through his own power. What were the religious leaders looking for? They were looking for the joy that could be maintained by their tradition and by their own influence. What kind of joy did the shepherds find? Well, they found uh, something that only God could give them. And the seekers uh, here found the same. And, uh, you know, really, when seekers follow the light of God and they find the Lord Jesus Christ, I think it always brings about the same response. What response did it bring about with them? Well, they knelt down before Jesus, right? They bowed down in humility and worship of Jesus, and they gave to him. And they gave to him. They gave him a gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Things that were, humanly speaking, of great value. That people might look and say, well, they could, what are they doing that? They'll never get those things back. What a waste. They took that gold. Some say emblematic, you know, of, 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 of royalty because he was a king. And uh, that frankincense, emblematic of deity because it's what was used in the Holy of Holies um, by, by the high priest. And uh, of myrrh, which was uh, uh, emblematic of humanity because humanity dies and, and, and Jesus died uh, in our place. And that myrrh was the embalming uh, 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 that was used for that. But you know, those things were also of great value. Gold was even more scarce then as, than it is now. Of great value. Frankincense and myrrh, they were very, very high quality gifts. But you know what these guys wanted to do? Everybody that is led by light into the presence of the Lord understands that it's all due to Him. There's nothing that we could ever give that could pay what we owe to Him. They gave themselves. They gave what was of value to them. And you know what they mostly gave? They gave their hearts. They worshipped Him. They worshipped Him. And so... What is God doing in your life today? You know, there's, there's basically three responses that are given by mankind. And Herod displayed open hatred and hostility towards Jesus because he saw him as a threat to his way of life. And so it is today, right? The same thing. A lot of people, they, they, how do they react to Jesus? They react to Jesus like he's a threat to their life. Now, I'm not going to acknowledge Jesus because he's going to mess my life up. What a foolish thing that is. What an opposite of wisdom approach that, that is. And then there's the chief priests and scribes who were just indifferent towards Jesus, all the while retaining their religious respectability. So hostility towards Jesus, indifference towards Jesus, or these wise men who sought out Jesus and worshipped him, even though it was at great personal cost, humanly speaking. Uh, look, they got rewards. They got rewards that no man could ever give them. What does the Bible say again? God is a rewarder of those who, what? 
diligently seek Him. And that's what the wise men here, that's what they show us. That's what they demonstrate to us. So what approach are you having to Jesus today? Do you think Jesus is a threat to your life? That he's going to mess your life up? How foolish. Are you just kind of indifferent towards Jesus? You're here because, you know, it was kind of a religious thing to do today. That's tragic. Or do you see Jesus as one who has impacted your heart and is worthy of your life's devotion and of anything that you can give to him, the gifts that you have, the short time that you have to give it to him, obedience, a humble heart, adoration through your life. Look, that's the way of no regrets. Uh, the shepherds understood it. The seekers understood it. I hope you understand it here today as well. Let's pray.